right, we are back. Hopefully for real this time. A little behind the scenes. We had some technical difficulties, so we had to give it another run. But thank you for tuning in one more week to the Top DAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Holland. I'm the Uplift Athletic Trainer. And I'm the Unapologetic AT, Dr. Donita Valentine. Yes, indeed. We are back. See, this stuff will get you canceled in real life, but because we're in charge, we can, you know, we can do our thing. <laughs> All right, we got a fun one. One of my absolute favorite people in the house. Well, he's not in our house. We are socially distanced, though, people. Mind your distance. We're still in pandemic. Um, but one of my absolute favorite people to to talk to, to rap with, if we don't rap enough, and that's, you know, my fault because you know, I'm bad at keeping up with people. But a good friend from college on the podcast is going to share some great things with us today, and um, hopefully we gain some insight. Uh, and really just share some information and some some uplifting stuff with you all as well. So before we do that, we got some social media shout-outs. All right. We're going to take our social media shout-outs this week from Instagram. We want to give a shout-out to Heidi Peters and Nikki Briones for giving us a follow, giving the top DAT um, Instagram page some love. Thank you very much to both of you. Appreciate it. If you want to like us, follow us, or share us, you can do so on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the underscore top underscore DAT, at LinkedIn at top dash DAT and the number one. That's top dash that one. Feel free to email us if you have comments or ideas for a show, even um, in the DMs or at Outlook at uh, top underscore DAT at Outlook.com. Awesome. So uh, last week we had a very fun show. We had DeJay Dixon, who was a recent graduate at George Mason University, uh, who also just passed the BLC. So she's brand newly certified. And she shared some tidbits about what it feels like to conquer the BLC and also to conquer the job search. She found a great job, a brand new athletic trainer coming into the field. Shout out to all of the people who just uh, passed the BLC, brand new athletic trainers, the new blood, keeping our, our profession going. And uh, shout out to the people who have to take it upcoming and good luck study hard reach out to the old heads and ask them for some study tactics and some some tips or some material that you can use to bolster yourself we got it all because we've been through it so uh we love reaching back so make sure you you holler at somebody who's who's been in the game for a while and ask them what you should be doing awesome so um what do we have for news this week so the DCATA um, is hosting their 2021 virtual symposium. They will start it off with asynchronous videos that are viewable from May 10th to May 16th. And attendees will have access to a total of three EVP CEUs and three CEUs. Once the videos are viewed, attendees will complete a quiz for CE for each CE watched and will also complete a program slash speaker survey to obtain their certifications. Um, The evidence-based practice will include presentations by Steve Cole and Ed Strap, and the Category A CEUs will feature presentations by Dr. Jim Kyle. Our very own Dr. Brandon Holland and Rachel Moore will be given the MATA diversity report and a fast break mental health and self-care one-on-one for athletic trainers by Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley. 
So be sure to head over to dcathletictrainers.org and register today. And also the MAATA business meeting is open for registration. So head over to the MAATA website, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Athletic Trainers Association webpage to register for that as well. Awesome. I had a blast recording the uh, the presentation on the uh, diversity report. That was fun. Got to work with some really awesome people and got some great information from Dr. Donnie Valentine to help build that report. So thank you very much for that, for that boost. Absolutely. All right. So we got a cool guest today. We'll introduce him before we do our shenanigans. This is my guy. Um, so his name is Tim Wilkins. Incredible dude. One of the coolest people we'll ever meet. And uh, we went to Frostburg State University together. Uh, Tim graduated from Mervo High School, Mergenthaler, uh, for for the Baltimore Heads. Uh, in 1998, man did everything under the sun in the school, all of the sports, and then went to Frostburg State, played football and baseball there, graduated in 2000 degree with a Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science with a concentration in Health Fitness and also minored in Business. And just been doing this thing. I had a little um, experience with uh, pro slash semi-pro athletics. And uh, if you ever been in Dick Sporting Goods and you saw the mannequin with the Under Armour gear on it, that's my man. That's Tim. Uh, his, his muscles got muscles. Uh, but what I love about him is he's really humble and uh, just just an incredible guy to meet, an incredible guy to talk to, and it also has an incredible story. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce Mr. Tim Wilkins to the show. Give it up. Round of applause. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thanks for having me on, brother. I'm glad I to have you. appreciate that intro. Oh, man. It's been too long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like I said. Uh, oh, welcome. Man. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, FSU Frostburg Bobcat. Wow, wow, wow. In the house. <laughs> We never had that sound effect. We should have done. Yeah. You know what, man? I, um, I was saying I need to put the sound effect on my little soundboard here, but I haven't done it because I'm a terrible right. person. But man, I we, I feel like I do a really good job of the do. Bobcat. You are, That's the second. Are, this is the second show we had a Bobcat sound sound effect from from Doctor V, Doctor Valentine. Um, by the way, we on a first name thank basis you, here, so you. you know, feel free. You don't have to call me Doctor Holland. It, I know it feels weird. It makes me feel weird, but. Um, I tell all of the guests that just to make sure they understand that it's really inform- informal. Um, but yeah, Donita, you got the you got the um, you got the job for the Bobcats. Whenever we need a Bobcat sound effect, <laughs> because our our mascot when we were in Frostburg was a little mad at. That thing looked like it had a rough life. You know. <laughs> I just remember when Troy wore it, you know, Troy, like, you know, 6'8". <laughs> like his ankles were showing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it wasn't him. Like, come on. Right. That, bob, that Bobcat mascot looked like a, a Chuck E. Cheese reject extra. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, man. Like supposed to be hanging out at the ticket machine, man. Supposed to be on the stage doing animatronic mm-hmm. guitar. <laughs> right. Right. Man, we had some great times at Frostburg. Oh, you know what just thought about what just popped in my head, man. Remember we were running around campus lighting those fireworks? Lighting those fireworks? 
It was me, you, and Tori. Were you with it? Yeah. It was me, you, and Tori. Yeah, we had bottle rockets. I had like 10,000 bottle rockets that I got from south of the border. We couldn't light them all fast enough, so I brought them to college with me. Uh, I can't say I remember that one. Oh man, I I was not I was not at Frostburg yet, so I was not involved in this. So <laughs> when they come looking for you, I just wanted to put that out uh, there. Statue, that was there. Statue of limitations. <laughs> statue of limitations. Oh man, where 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 were we? Man, we lit Somebody some. Yard? We lit some up at the practice football field. We lit some down on the other fo- the other field, like the soccer field. We we was getting ready to light one in the fence. Yeah, we were getting ready to light one in the fence and like in the mud lot and it was a police car sitting there. We didn't see it. He was just looking at us, like waiting for us to break the law. We're like, oh snap. And we just walked off and we left it in the fence because we didn't want to grab the fireworks in front of the police officer. Yeah, we were scary. (laughs) Frostburg. Oh man. Frostburg wasn't a place where black people wanted to get arrested. Yeah, so she drops past the place called Flintstone. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> First time saying that, it's just like, all right, where am I going? You know, from the city. Yeah. Oh man, we accidentally yeah. stopped in Flintstone once to get ice cream. It was. We didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was when my father gave me my lecture when I was leaving. He was like, "Yeah, and whatever you do." Do not stop there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not funny, but that was, yeah. It was pretty much make sure you have enough gas when you leave the house to get there. You get gas in Frostburg, and that is it. Yeah. Right. Right. I caught a flat tire one time at night. Where at? Mm-hmm. I had to go down the side road to this gas station that was luckily open. It sold me a tire. You know, it's just like a scary movie. I remember it stopped. Street lights wasn't there. And here I am walking with a tire trying to get a change. Oh, I man. made it out though, luckily. Where, where was this where you got the flat tire? Uh, Somewhere close to was it? Land. We went right past Landvale or Landale or Lavelle. What's that? Oh, Lavelle. Lavelle. Yeah, right past there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And you made it out. Yeah, yeah. That's quite an accomplishment. (laughs) I remember we, all of us, went to like some lookout rock one night really late. Dan's Rock. Do you guys remember that? Dan's Rock. I I had never been there. Everybody was like, oh, let's go to Dan's Rock. I was like, okay. And. Right up on the mountain? The the cliff. Yeah. All of us. Okay. Okay. And I don't know what happened, but I, I was I was driving the the fourth green tourist camouflage, you know, uh, and I don't know what happened, and, and we all just had to jump in the car really quickly, and I just put it in reverse and back the whole way down the mountain. Yeah, well, no space to turn around. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was moving too, in reverse. In reverse. In reverse is only one gear, you know. You know what I remember most about that trip, Donita, is uh, the next day we were talking about it in the training room, and Mr. Z pulled me aside and said, don't ever go up there at night. I was like, man. Look at that, 
I was like, man, like why? Because, you know, because if you ever go to Dan's Rock, it's treacherous. Even in the daytime, it's like you you take a wrong trip, a wrong step, and you fall in like three three or 400 feet, like off the side of a mountain. But he was like, no, like yeah. it's, it's not safe for you to go there at night. I was like, oh. <laughs> man. Young man, yeah, no idea, you know? None. None. You think you're safe anywhere. You just don't know what you don't know. Right, right. Because I think of all the times, like, we went fishing at Piney Dam, and, at, well, Rocky Gap wasn't so bad, but we went fishing in some sketchy places. Yeah, we did. And we were just up there carefree. Yeah, yeah. It's like the funnest times, like, going to Walmart in the middle of the night, Cause Walmart was Walmart the only thing open twenty four hours, man. <laughs> right. You're not going to Walmart. See who's in there. Walmart was like the club. You get dolled up, put your good shoes on. <laughs> Don't let nobody see you in your house shoes at Walmart. They're gonna clown you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's there no more. But that was like the first. That was one of the first Walmart super centers in the state. Wait, Walmart's not there anymore? I don't think so. I think most of the mall is gone. Huh. Who's the name of that mall again? It was the... I forgot the name of the mall. Country Club. The Country, country Club. Club Mall. But it wasn't no club or no country. Well, it was country up there for sure. It was definitely country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We had some great times. So should we get into it? Our, our interview with our super special guest, Mr. Tim Wilkins. We should absolutely get into All it. Right, this is going to be fire. Exclusive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, why don't you start us off, man, just telling us your origin story, a little bit about where you're from and, and how you came up, you know, what life was like through, you know, from Baltimore to Frostburg, and maybe beyond if you want to go a little bit. Baltimore to Frostburg, man. So, like, you know, as a young man playing playing baseball all my all my life as a young man, uh, I was a baseball guy. And then once I got to Mervo High School, uh, my father told me to try some other sports, you know, try to make some teams. And I ended up making the football team and making the basketball team as well as the baseball team. So I played those sports all throughout high school. Of course, I get to Frostburg and can't play three sports at Frostburg. So I'm on the football team, of course, because that's what got me in school. And I tried for the baseball team, and I luckily I make that with uh, no struggles with that. And then uh, and I had a nice little college career, and then, of course, I didn't want to stop playing sports. So I kept trying to play baseball, I kept trying to play football, and uh, I landed a spot on the football team, uh, an arena team in Cincinnati. And I was able to play a few years of ball before my career ended. So that's pretty, pretty much my athletic career. Word. In a nutshell. So you did, like, and so Tim was, he's modest, right? So like I said, Tim didn't just play football and baseball at Frostburg. Tim was like a freaking machine. And, uh, 
I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking like God, that was the driest instruction <laughs> anyone could ever give. Because of the Tim, and like people came to football games to see Tim. People went to baseball games to see Tim play. I mean, he was just phenomenal. And to to hear his story of of how he came up and just kind of just happened upon football and happened upon you know to play basketball is just you know extraordinary to me. Like it's just so like. To, <laughs> From you know watching him and in, and in, in college, it was just amazing. And then for him to just be like, yeah, you know, I tried it out and it kind of sucked. And I threw it up against the wall. It sucked, and, and that was that. But no, he and he was just always so humble. He was always in like Tim was the only person who was in the PE building more than the athletic trainers, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of hard to do. That's real life. It's my uh. It's my uh, college course choices. Yeah. Based around that, yeah. And I'm going to say this. So some of you who are listening to the show have seen the the E60 episode where they they, they did a, a, they did a, like, they talked about Bo Jackson. They featured Bo Jackson on the E60. And in the beginning of the show, everybody was talking about some mythological, like, legendary story that they know Bo Jackson like jumped over some drainage dish that was like 12 feet wide or he killed a pig with a rock or something like that. Like that was like, these are real stories that people are telling about Bo Jackson, right? Tim is like Frostberg's version of Bo Jackson. He's done some like pretty amazing athletic stuff and just like did it so casually that nobody really was ready for it. And I think it was so casual to Tim that, he didn't. So, all right, we, we were coming out of one of the dorms one day. This is a perfect example. Perfect example. Me, Tim, and Tori, who's now my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. I was stalking her. She was sweating me, but I was stalking her. Anyway. We, <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's Frostburg, right? So, any time after November, there's snow on the ground in Frostburg. We were coming out of the out of the dorm one day, and, like, right across from the dorm, probably, like, 110 yards from door to door is the cafeteria. And Tim just scooped up a snowball and threw it. And this girl was walking in the cafeteria. I kid you not, it had to it had to go like 90 yards in the air. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but I promise you, maybe it wasn't 90 yards, but it was pretty, pretty doggone far. And it was a perfect strike. Like the girl opened the cafeteria door, and as she walked in, the door was closing behind her. The snowball snuck in the door and hit this girl in the back. Do you remember that, Tim? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I touched it up. <laughs> and, uh, it it was. I said, "Ain't no way it's gonna make it." And I don't know what made him do it. It wasn't like I bet you can't hit that girl with a snowball. He just threw it. <laughs> it's just you know, you see snow on the ground. You say, "Oh, I'm gonna go snowball now." And then you find a target quickly. The best part was we were so far away. She came out. She opened the door and looked like who threw that, and nobody was even close. She didn't think it came from my direction at all because we were so far away. It was so funny. You know? Oh, he had time to hide our hands, you know, which I did. <laughs> I pointed at Tori. I blamed her. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's so many, like, if you've ever watched this, he, Tim was a wide receiver. He was, like, 6'6". Six, 6'4". Six. Six, four. Six, four. 
But dude is a giant and speedy, great hands, great athleticism. And I don't know if I've ever seen him talk trash. Do you talk trash? No, no, I just I push people around. I just never, I've never, <laughs> I've never. Seen I did. Him. I did injure a guy one time. What happened? Uh, so it was in a. We were playing Methodist. And this was my 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 freshman year playing, and of course, like the receivers, we had to block to get on the field. We had to block. That was our our main <clears throat> main thing. Like before you even catching the ball, before the block. So I'm trying to block this cornerback, and you know, get the scuffling a little bit, right? And of course, I get back to the sideline, and everybody's in my ear. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let him, you know. So next time I went out there, scuffled some more, and I slammed him on the ground real hard. And I got up, and I just went back to the sideline. And at the end of the game, he was in the his arm was in the sling. He didn't want to give me five, you know. <laughs> like I ain't shaking your hand. <laughs> no, he it's nice because he didn't want to. He couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I only got one good hand. And I want to keep it. <laughs> no, no, it was one of those. You know, he didn't want to look me in the face. All that. I can get you next year. And that's the thing, like when I saw him again next year, he's like, that's him? I said, oh man, I got this problem again. <laughs> it's because you know his yeah. teammates was in his head. Oh, like, that the dude that's, that choke slammed you last year? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my that God. Was. But they, they will put like two people on Tim and he will still catch the ball and score. <laughs> Yeah, they were, yeah. They made me practice that being double teamed. I remember uh, when we played at RFK. Salford played at RFK. I guess it was the um, Regents Cup. Regents Cup against Salisbury. That was a long time. Yeah. So, and they were playing dirty, and they were double teaming Tim. He still got in the end zone, <laughs> and I remember you got a penalty. Because he got up and he just chucked the ball at the guy tackled you, and after the game, I was like, "What happened? What did he do?" And you were like, "At the button, bottom of the huddle, they were they were like they were choking you, like." Yeah, yeah, they were choking you down, off on the ground. Wait, yeah. of course, the guys wouldn't be able to see that. So, of course, you know what can I do? But try to body slam you, but I didn't give me blocking plays. So. I remember you had. Did you not have like the game winning touchdown that game? Yeah, yeah, y'all got it on film. I still got it on VHS. You still got it on VHS? <laughs> Not, okay. I don't even have it. You didn't have to bring up. You didn't even have to bring it up that it was on VHS because I just said that I was at the game. I want people to know. <laughs> oh man! Because yeah. I was around when VHS was out. <laughs> All right. Hold up, real okay. quick. Um, I gotta throw some shade. Moment of silence for Salisbury. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got these soundbite buttons. I gotta use them, people. What do you want from me? Oh, All right. Um. Wow. So, do you? Would you uh share with us some of your notable achievements in sports? Like any cool awards you got and things like that? Uh. Well, in high school, I got athlete of the year, and then uh, college, I got the same. I got the same award as well as some unsung 
Hero Awards. So that's probably that's probably the biggest notable award I got. That's dope. Sports. I mean, like I said, I there's so many like instances where I was just like, this dude and and I know you knew because it was you doing it, but I was like, I don't think you understand how athletic you have to be to do the stuff you was doing. And uh I'll never forget one time. Tim, I don't know if it's if it's okay for me to share this. Like Tim had with some issues, like a couple issues with baseball. Is it fair to say that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so and and me, I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm an objective person. So I like to keep my mind open to all possibilities. And I will never forget one time I had a conversation, and Tim was like, "Man, they won't put me on the field, and it's not because of my athleticism." And I ain't gonna go too deep into the conversation unless you want to go there, but. I was like, man, everybody feel like they're supposed to be starting. You know, I'm thinking this in my head, you know. But I also know Tim is a pretty athletic dude. And uh, we were having a home game one day. I was walking from my dorm to the gym to class, and I heard them call your name to to, to bat. And I was like, oh, snap, Tim in the game now. So let me see what he talked about because he said, you know, he nicer than the dude in front of him. Something must be up (laughs) because if he was that nice, he would be on the field. So Tim, right. Tim, take take the batter's box, and he get in, you know, wiggle the bat around, and then he 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 barely got the bat off of his shoulder, like just holding it there. And the first pitch the pitcher threw was like high and inside, like right past Tim's lips, and you ain't budge, like you didn't move, like I'm like that's why you ain't in, cause you ain't got no survival skills, like you ain't duck, you ain't flip. <laughs> like come on, yo, do something, like you almost. Like, and so that was the first pitch. And then the next pitch, I want to say you got a late start at it. So you just kind of chopped at it with just all arms and shoulders and you hit a foul ball, but this thing went so far down the line. I was like, dang, he really just did that with like his elbows. <laughs> I was like, man, and he didn't like, cause like when you, when you really swing and you, you turn into a ball, everything from your feet to your shoulders, to your hands is generating force. But I'm like, he didn't even turn his hips. He just flipped the bat out there, and if it was fair, it would have been a home run. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Tim is for real. Like, he's for real. I was late to class watching that at-bat. <laughs> you know a lot of details about that. Yeah, I finally got in that game. Like, <laughs> so we're, having, we're having, like, uh, days before that. Like, we had a JV game. Of course, I had to play the JV game. And uh, my, it was some new coaches there that, they wanted to give me some more bats, so they made me bat leadoff in the JV games. And the first pitch, I had a home run in that game, and then I had another home run a couple of innings later. And that's what got me my opportunity to actually play in the varsity game. I was like, yo, and he like, <laughs> got a hold of this ball, like, and it's like you could almost hear the ball leave the atmosphere. Like, I was like, dang, he, he, he put some, wow. <laughs> That was fun to watch, man. And his, his his batting average was like almost perfect. Yeah, like a he told me he had like a nine hundred slugging percentage yeah. that year. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. And and he played some field. Um and he was known for stealing other people's home runs, like thinking it was gonna go over the fence. Nope, not today. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, not today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you know what? A couple years later, uh, another good friend of mine, Joel Neely. Uh, shout out to Neely. Yeah, um, 
he told me he was having some of the same issues with baseball that you was having. We need to have Neely on the show. Yeah. That's my guy. Neely, Neely, Neely was my uh, my neighbor. He lived across the hall. Yeah, my first year sophomore. Yeah, well, my first semester because I moved into Westminster Hall the next semester. And he he was a uh, he played catcher. Yeah, he was short, but he's short. And I remember one yeah. time um, walking past the field, and he was he was catching. And the other team was making fun of him, asking him if he could see over the mound. <laughs> oh, so, he was good, though. He could play. Like, yeah, he, he could, could talk about the uh, – Real, real life. You know? I used to – I used to – yeah. He said that. So when, when Tim said what he was saying, you know, it kind of meshed with what – Yeah. Because I, I would speak to Joel because I was a basketball player, so – or. I thought I was a basketball player. I was on the basketball team. So actually, we would talk. We would talk. And, you know, he would, he he actually asked me, like, do you have problems, you know, these type of problems? I was like, mm, not yet. Like, no, I haven't had those yet. Unfortunately, he used to tell me, tell me some things. But, Joel, he was a, a good friend. Um, real real life um, Kevin Hart right there. Yes. Real life Kevin Hart. That's yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it oh man so uh tim man do you have any like real memorable moments with athletic trainers like throughout like i don't know if you probably didn't have any in high school because we we came up rough you know we just roughed some dirt yeah, in yeah, high we, school <laughs> but like, shoes are tight. yeah yeah just uh, rough some magic grass on it in high school but uh, at Frostburg, we had a decent athletic training program there, and um, the guys, the, the ladies and gentlemen that worked in that program, were, were were trained very well. They were taught very well by some of the best, um, and I say that because I'm one, so I know it. Um, but we, ain't, you know, but we ain't all this. There's not always roses, you know. Sometimes we have, you know, you have good clinicians and bad clinicians. Do you have any real memorable moments, good or bad, or otherwise, with? Uh, in the training room while you were getting ready for, for gear to gear up for baseball or football or even beyond Frostburg? Uh, well, I had some bad experience after Frostburg mm. uh, with athletic trainers with the, the so-called paid programs that we had. Right? And we kind of get these people that maybe had just graduated or just got some kind of certification. Didn't really know what they were doing. Right. And it was pretty obvious. So, you know, we're kind of on our own. So I was like taping ourselves and, you know, when we got injured, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't want the athletic trainer to come out because we, we knew she didn't know what she was doing, doing or talking about. But at Frostburg, I kind of got used to, you know, Mr. Z and you guys, and you guys know what you guys are doing and teaching you. So there's a lot of trust there, for sure. Of course, uh, once I learned about that STEM machine, I was, I was on that all the time. <laughs> Yes, man. That word you said is really important. I think it goes as underrated in, in care for athletes as trust. If people don't trust you, they're not going to come holler at you. Yeah, not at all. And then when they come holler at you, if they don't trust you, they're not going to tell you the whole truth because they don't trust you. Right. So that's really big, man. There was there were sometimes that attendant always liked to come in the athletic training room. Like oh. I can remember, he had this he had this big wound on his forearm like it was like his whole forearm the skin was just gone and he oh. would just 
it would it would open up like every practice, and he would just hold like his jersey over it. I'm like, he would eat. <laughs> that's topical. That's you know, that's war wounds. You can't. But you're bleeding all over everything, and you just can't come before. He said, I don't, I don't want to go in there because I, I cause this, you know. Okay, so you're going to make me do this and, and make it look like I'm giving you special treatment, like on the side, because you just can't come in the athletic training room and get this fixed. I just, well, because people had like little tweaks and injuries, and I'm, you know, I'm going there to get band aids, and I just, you know. Okay, that's what you said. You like, I feel, I feel weak. I'm like, because you lie. Because like the baseball guys would come in and do that. I used to watch them come in and try to get like little. You know, for the little cherries and some sliding or whatever. Oh. Little finger yeah. scratches or forearm scratch. I was just like, you guys don't even need any of that. But yeah, unless it was a real injury, I wasn't trying to go in there. Yeah, you, you're definitely bleeding all over everything. <laughs> a little blood. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Another funny Tim story I just, just popped in my head, man. I was on the sideline of the game. We had an offensive coordinator. His default setting was to yell. His volume was always at 11. It didn't matter what he was saying. Like, he was angry. Coach Day. I like Boy Coach. Boy Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> he would, uh, it didn't matter. He, Good job. I love you. What's wrong with you? Like, you couldn't tell what he was saying because it's always loud. Like, yeah, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It did whatever he was saying was <laughs> as hard as. So I don't know what happened that led up to this moment, but he was kind of like, and Coach Day was short. Coach Day was like five seven, and he was in Tim's face just yelling and cursing. He was at Tim's belly button yelling. <laughs> and he says, he said his last little few sentences and ended with some explicatives in there. And, uh, and then he turned around as he's walking away. He mumbled, that's the scariest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot who was standing next to me when he said that. It was another athletic training student next to me when he said that. Oh, I laughed so hard. Oh my goodness! I had to leave the sideline because I could not stop. Like I had <laughs> tears running down my face. That was so. No, great. That's just from like uh, so like him yelling and cussing and being like fussing at me, right? Like I was already ready for that from high school. I had like the uh, I want to say the worst high school coach, but like he looking back at it, he was one of the best coaches I've ever had, mm-hmm. right? And this is my basketball coach. His name he's he's passed away now, but his name was Bucky Lee. Right now, I wasn't one of the premier basketball players on the team, but I was one of the people that used to get cussed out all the time, like literally cussed out every day in practice during the game, embarrassed in front of anybody, right? Like telling you how terrible you are, using all kinds of expletives, right? So like you develop this hard skin, of course, and you're listening to that every day, and you you can either fall or you can build yourself up to be a better player, right? So, of course, that didn't that didn't do anything but build me up. So, anything any other coach ever had for me, any kind of uh, criticisms or anything, like it did, like I wouldn't say it just bounced off of me, but it wouldn't affect me emotionally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
Plus, Eric Day was small, right? He's a he's not a Baltimore guy, so like anything, him being upset is not the same as what I've been used to. Word. So looking back at it, do you consider that style of coaching? Would you? Is that a good style of coaching, or is it questionable? Or would you, if you were a coach, would you use that style? I personally would not use that style, but I think it's necessary, right, for uh, a kid to have that <clears throat> at some point in their life, you know, in their developmental, athletic development. And maybe it's not the extreme that I had, but they need to be able to develop that, that tough skin. Remember, on, like, in the movie, like, remember the Titans, right? Yeah. Well, what's his name? Would quit? When he, when he Petey. got mad? You killing me, Petey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Grow some boy, get some, get some thick skin. Yeah. Because, like, when you're playing football, you don't want the soft people out there. You want people who's going to quit on you, right? Or any sport, really. You know? Word. So I think, I think there's a good technique. Like, kind of weeds people out there. I dig it. You know? Can't call with everybody. Donna, so you were going to say something? Tim didn't really. Yeah, no, no, I was just. It's, Tim started out, you know, playing different sports. And we're talking about, you know, Tim was very tall and looked like the Under Armour mannequin. But in high school, Tim was just. Because I, I went to his house for, for, I don't know. Something and I was looking at pictures. And I was like, "Oh, Tim, which one of your brothers is this?" <laughs> you were like, "That's me." I was like, "Lies, that's not you." Funny to me how that and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that strong got the college and cut it off and then balled ever since. <laughs> no. So early put on a lot of weight in college. He did, man. I didn't know. I never known Tim to not be bulky. Like what? Not like I don't. It's weird to describe. Like, cause also, and maybe it was timing, but I didn't see you in the weight. I know you hit the weight room because you hit the weight room. But there were some yeah. people you would see in the weight room all the time, right? And there were a few people that you would just kind of see in and out, and then there were a few people you would rarely see. I never really ran into you in the weight room. Not, I didn't spend any extra time there. I did my regimen, and I got out. Yeah. I spent no extra time in there. But, like, I, I bulked up really fast that freshman year. Uh, I got really strong, like, because I never really lifted weights in high school because we didn't have a gym yeah. in high school. So, you know, like, on the bench, for one, I was started off at 195, I guess, you know, the 45. Was that 185? Uh, and that was heavy to me, right? But after that, after that spring and summer of weightlifting, we came back to do our, you know, our lift. And I tried it. I did like 285, right, thinking I was doing something. And apparently it was, wasn't. I didn't put enough effort into it, so a coach made me go up to three fifteen. That's a big jump. Yeah, I didn't you know, I didn't think I would be able to do that, but I did. So from you think in six months, you go from one eighty five to three fifteen. You know. 
no steroids, of course, let me say that. That's freaky. Because we did have a couple people where they was like, yeah, this dude on them roids. I don't know. Should we name drop? No. This man's just been 19, I guess, 18, 19 years old. But there's a couple. There was a couple. all the time. Yeah. And we had the best meal plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They had to change the meal plan because of us. That's crazy, right? I remember that. <laughs> we should take food out of there. <laughs> we ruined yeah, yeah. it. Come get what you want. So if you're yeah. at Frostburg State University now and you have the unlimited meal plan that's actually not unlimited, charge it to me. It's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. Hear me, hear me when uh, I say this. We used to have an unlimited meal plan. It was the most expensive. And we had a shop on campus called Sub... What was it called? Sub-Zero? Uh, yeah, that's not Sub-Depo. familiar. Sub-Depo? No, it was not Sub-Depo. I, I thought it was called Sub-Zero. It, I think it was Sub-Zero. Anyway, it was in the bottom of Cyrus Hall. In the back. And all of my friends who didn't have meal plans, we used to go there. And I would get all of them subs, and I would get me subs, and uh, and my cousin was playing football at the time also. Uh, well, no, he played his freshman year, not his sophomore year. But they lived across the street in the off-campus house. We used to get all of the snacks, all of the sodas, all of the juices and cookies, and everybody have like two, three subs, and they would just swipe my one card. Me and my boy Dominic, yeah. Harris. shout out to Dom. <laughs> Dom, if you ever listen to this, what's up, baby? Oh my goodness! But they used to swipe our cards until everything was paid for, and they would, and people would in line behind us would be so mad, like they're taking all the pepperoni, they're taking all the chips, all the food out of it. Man, we used to wear that joint out. You can't tell people from Baltimore, like you know, it's unlimited. Like you know, we drinking chocolate milk for lunch and all that. That's where we coming from? Yeah, it was come up rough. Huh? You gotta access to all this food. Our piece of it just tastes like cardboard in Baltimore City Public Schools. It was. It was cardboard. Right. Yeah. Had a lot of fiber in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we we changed gears a little bit. Um if it's okay to talk about it, um you, you did mention that you, you were in Cincinnati and you played uh arena football to your career and it is it okay to ask you about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Can you tell us what what, what happened? Uh, the ending, the ending of my career. Is that what you're saying? That, that the question? Yeah. All right. So I was in I was in Texas, Amarillo, Texas, and uh, we were playing another Texas team. Corpus Christi is the first I've ever been other than California. I didn't know uh, that the, the sun could get so hot, you know, down there on the tip. Yeah, Texas. And uh, we're playing down there, and you know the phrase like "play every play like it's your last." Yeah, yeah. So you know we were losing, and I don't remember exactly how I was feeling. You know, we were losing, we were dropping passes, and we weren't. You know, the offense wasn't running like it was supposed to. And I think we were in the third quarter, came back out of halftime, and I was feeling frustrated and desperate, and you know, doing. I think I'm going to do anything I can to get us the lead back. Right. right. So of course, <clears throat> I'm going deep. I'm going for, I go for a pass. I see the quarterback get hit. He chucks it up. 
and you know I zone in on the ball, and I'm in the end zone. But as I'm trying to catch the ball, my instincts just say dive for it. I dive, I actually catch it, and I go head first into the wall. Wow! And I heard a crack, right? And I saw a flash, and it didn't hurt in that instant. But I knew, I knew that something was wrong. So I just laid on my stomach and I started moving my feet around. I was able to move my my right arm. I couldn't I couldn't really move my left arm. And I was just thinking to myself, like, oh man, what did I just do? So I lay still and this this is when I had that actual trainer that came out that I was just mentioned earlier. But I laid there long enough me, you know, the ambulance came out and that's when I found that I I cracked my C6 and C7 vertebrae. Wow. Yeah. So what was what was that like? That um, can you can you take us through how they got you off the field and and uh, like they probably got X-rays or CT scans or something similar? Yeah, yeah. So like they, uh, of course, um, they held my head straight. They didn't pull anything off. They turned me over onto this board and lifted me up into the ambulance. But all I, you know, from there, all I saw was up. All right, so I, I didn't know where I was going or anything. And of course, I was in the hospital and I did the CT scan, and I really wasn't able to move. All right. Mm-hmm. And like later on that night, but like the uh, the doctor wasn't there. He didn't come in until nighttime, so I'd stay there. Pretty much, I guess, it was one or two in the morning before the doctor came. And, you know, a lot goes through your mind at that point, right? And I really wasn't sure how to feel. <clears throat> but when the doctor came, I guess he looked at my scan. He said to me, yeah, get up, come look at this. I'm thinking to myself, excuse me, sir? Uh, you want me to stand? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're all right, get up. And I sat there for a minute, just like, really? Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is bad. You know, that's what I'm telling myself. He said, no, you're right. Get up. I, I stand up and I'm walking. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I am walking. Right? I am walking. You be thankful for that. And he shows me the, uh, the scan. It shows me where the uh, fractures were. And he shows me, like, okay, so you feel like you're millimeters away from the spinal cord. You're pretty lucky. You know? You're lucky enough that we don't have to put you in a halo. We can just give you a neck brace. Wow. So I was in the neck brace for the next, I was supposed to be in the next brace for three months, but I wore it for about two months before I started taking it off. You know, I wasn't doing anything crazy, but, you know, <clears throat> I just needed to take it off, like to sleep and all that, you know, change my sleeping patterns and, you know, my sleeping positions and all. And I was, you know, had to be more erect most of the time. Yeah. But, yeah. It took about a year to heal. About a year, yeah. And recovery? I still had a... Go ahead. The recovery? Was it it good? You So, functions restored and all of that? Like, you know, you... I won't say back to normal because you never really go back to normal after something like that. If nothing else, you like mentally you change from it. 
for for the most part, my function was normal. Um, unfortunately, I was in that program that didn't have any real health benefits. Like the trainer pretty much abandoned me. I didn't have any rehab or anything. So, uh, but everything pretty much came back aside from some numbness and some shoulder problems that came along with, came along with that. But, wow. And times those subsided as well. So did life change for you after that, as far as like your priorities and your goals? Did you, did it change your outlook at all? Yeah, it did, man, because, you know, ever since I was six years old, man, I told myself I was going to be a professional athlete, right? And once the idea that I wasn't going to be a baseball player anymore, like I started focusing on football, I said, okay, well, I'm going to try, try, try to be a football player and maybe I can get, I can get maybe some seasons on a practice squad, you know, for a professional team. I thought I was at least that good to make a practice squad and be okay with that and be a part of a team, you know. And then make enough money to at least buy a house or something, right? Yeah. And once, once I realized that wasn't going to happen, I said, okay, I got to join the workforce. And I started thinking about my degree and realizing that my degree was pretty much a football degree. Like, I made all those decisions to take those classes based around practice, you know? Yeah. I, was, I wasn't really thinking about a career at that point. Um, like I said, I should probably get into coaching, but I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to be around kids and coaching kids. I wasn't really in the mind state of that. Uh, I tried being a personal trainer for a little while, and that was that was up and down. That's not really steady money. At least not here in Baltimore. Yeah. And I started working for FedEx, who I was working for. Like while I was off season, I worked for FedEx. So I just went back to them, started working with them full time, and. I realized how much I hated that because of that, you know, that company is not really the best company to work for. And uh, I got into the electrical trade, which is actually what I did in high school. But my brother's an electrician. He got me a job with his company. And then I pretty much had to start from the bottom and go to school again, which I didn't want to go to school again, but to be something, you know, in the electrical trade, there's, there's other obstacles you gotta you gotta work through. But I need the certificate. I need the certification behind me right. to, to actually have any success in this trade. So, started off with the electrical apprenticeship, and then now I'm working on getting my uh, my master's license. Eight years later, that's what's up. So, what's yeah. the future look like with a master's license? You gonna have your own company? Yeah, that's, that's the idea. That the idea is dope, man. Yeah. That's cool. I, I learned a lot about being self-sufficient, man. The older I get, the, the less I want to depend on people. You know. Yeah, I certainly understand that and appreciate it. And I was just gonna say we spend a lot of time preparing ourselves to work for and under other people. And not a lot of right. us are brave enough to to step out and try to figure out ways to, to be the one calling the shots. And in so many right. ways, for some of us may not even think that we're worthy of it. You know, we don't we might not think that we we deserve to be the ones calling the shots. And um I don't know, man. I think I had a moment a few weeks ago I was just kinda like, man, I, I used to think so little of myself. If, if I had believed in myself 
as much when I went to college as I do now, like where would I be? And where would the people that I'm, I'm responsible for be? Like it, it'd be, you know, the difference is night and day, you know? Mm, right. How many of the, uh, the other athletic trainers have, have reached the, uh, the heights that you and Donita have reached, like getting the doctorates? From Frostburg? Yeah. There was, I don't know if there was any in our circle. Um, well, there, uh, Jack. uh, Jackie, 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 her last name was Tonsing back then, but now it's Durst. And she's actually teaching in the athletic training program. She's a program director. She's got a PhD okay. in, in athletic training uh, from, is it Cal UP? Cal, California, yeah. California University of Pennsylvania. Um. So and she's super dope. We're actually working together on a couple projects, or at least one project, and um, trying to put some things together with Frostburg to get some students funneled towards Frostburg. So um, she's doing that. Um, and there's a one or two students who came after us who who got the same degree Donita and I have. So um, Jackie's got a PhD, which is like a it's more a research and educational uh, based, like people who want to teach in college tend to uh, focus on the PhD. They do a lot of research in the PhD, but Donita and I have what's called a clinical doctorate. So, um, we are basically, it's not even a certification really, but a recognition that we have, uh, so basically when you graduated, we graduated from Frostburg, we were ready with, for what's called entry level. So we knew all the minimum stuff that we needed to know. And we knew how to do the minimum things we needed to do so that we would, we could take care of athletes. But, uh, what we have essentially now is that, is that it's called an advanced degree, advanced professional degree. So we're like experts at the expert stuff. And, um, okay. there's also a lot of leadership, uh, training involved in that as well, which I feel was, you know, really huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm proud of both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Just trying to raise the bar a little bit. Wow. So, um, Donnie, do you have any questions? No, I don't. Just really interested in the um, life after the injury and how you pivoted, you know, in the face of adversity. A lot of people would have just, you know. Yeah. Not had the 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 will to to move forward, you know. So yeah, like that—that's uh, awesome. Like it really felt like a second chance. I was really trying to be—I really trying to feel sorry for myself, you know. And like, I remember when it happened. Like I didn't even—I didn't even call my mother. Like I didn't even want her to know. I didn't really want my family to know. I just wanted to feel sorry for myself in that in the moment, and figure out if I'm really okay and like how I'm going to move afterwards, you know? Yeah. But like, it, like it really felt like a second chance and it's like, okay, let's restart and we figure out what else it is I like to do. Right? I actually focused on music first, you know, I was making those beats. Like, so, like listening to your intro <laughs> makes me think about mm-hmm. something that I would have made back in, you know, <laughs> 05, 
Oh man, I had to commission you. I'm gonna have to buy it because I really like. So I intro like I literally, I promise you, I made it in like five minutes in Garage Band, and I'm like, we just need something because I we supposed we stop recording, and we don't have we don't have an intro song. Let me make something, and I just think it's terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to buy some buy some beats from you, man. We have some intro music and some intermission music and some outro music. We, we well, you know, I got I got some instrumentals that you can pick from. I don't have to sell them to you. I'll just give them to you. Nah, I man, I'm gonna buy you because your your work is worth your your it's worth money. You put you put effort. I appreciate into. it. Yeah, Shoot. I'm I'm yeah. recognize it. You want to take the money and do something else with it? That's cool, but I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell Tori. I said yeah, I realize like nobody's uh. Nobody, nobody's gonna feel sorry for me, you know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. As long as I was walking around, no one really, really gonna feel the pain that I was trying to project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, not real fast. I just need to pick myself up and move forward. That's what's up. So, man. Um... I appreciate your time. Thanks. We, we, we're right at an hour right about now. We're, we're like 57 minutes and, and I try not to go too long because people get bored, <laughs> but this was a oh, yeah, incredible sure, story, yeah. man. Um, it's not that your story is boring at all. I just find that people have trouble sitting still after like a six, after like 60 minutes. But, um, yeah, sure. uh, do you social media at all? I do, but I don't, okay. but I do. So, if you wanted to get your followers up, where, where would people where would people look to find Tim Wilkins? Oh, uh, no, no, no followers, man. Just oh. on Facebook. Oh, where? You know, keep my friends, keep my friends and family on Facebook. You know, I got an Instagram, but I just use that to watch videos, pretty much. Yeah, I don't really need followers. Mm-hmm. I dig it. That's what's yeah. up. So, what does the future hold, man? You going to get this 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 company started, and then uh, take over yeah, the world or what? Uh, we, you know, we're gonna buy Baltimore back, and then you know, see if we can move into some other cities. All right, see what kind of games the uh, the real estate games is, is is working with. You know, that's something else to learn about. See who the players are in that game, right? Yeah. So, yeah buy some houses back, fix them up, see where that stands, and then you know, make some more decisions after that. After that becomes successful. That's a hundred percent dope, man. Wow. Well, that's it. I'm 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 excited, man. It was good to hear your voice, man. Good to reconnect and stroll down memory lane a little Likewise. bit, laugh it up, and yep. man, because we had a ridiculous amount of fun in Frostburg. I would have stayed longer if I ain't had no kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Even the stuff that wasn't speaking of which, I saw. Good. I was gonna say even the stuff that wasn't supposed to be fun was like really fun up there. What are you gonna say? Sorry, you mentioned your kids. Now you mentioned your kids, and I just saw a picture that Tori posted about. Uh, you trying to get ready to drive? Yeah, he's sixteen, you know. <laughs> but um, we had to make an appointment to get to the DMV so he can get his permit, and they so backlog. Hold on, I think. Uh,
Hello? Yeah. Tim, you, Donita, you back on? Oh, man, Donita got dropped. Okay. Let me uh, let me try to call her back. <laughs> but I was saying, uh, there she go. Uh, hello. Hello. Hold on, let me add you in. Are you back, Tim? Yeah, I'm here. Oh boy, technical difficulties. Y'all be trying to get us. All right, I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to call both of y'all back. All right. All right. I tell you, man, this technology has been killing me. Hello? Hey, we're back on. I'm going to add Tim back in. This is the second week in a row. Yeah. I don't like this. Nope. Yo, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna merge this back in. Donnie's back. Yeah, Donnie, are you back? I'm back. Okay, cool. Yeah. Donnie got dropped, everybody. We have um <laughs> I ain't going to say the name of our company, T-Mobile. Well, that's my company. Mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody else got. But yeah, How rude. Sometimes they don't be that mobile. <laughs> 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 but I was saying, uh, yeah, my oldest uh, turned 16 in December. And um, we had to make an appointment at DMV because you can't just show up because the COVID. And the, right, right, the, right. the, the uh, closest appointment we could get was in July. Dang. Yeah, so huh. we're just waiting. And um I have a very good friend who has a driver's ed school. He's gonna he's gonna take Brandon driving and and I'm gonna take him driving once he gets his permit. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. But he's not really that interested. I guess he's kinda like I was. Like I was like, I don't really need a license because my mother's just gonna make me drive to the store and get bread and come back. And I don't wanna do that. Uh, but the opposite of me. I mean, once I got the license and she was letting me take the car, I was going everywhere. I put more miles on that car than she did. All right. Why well, you have to put no gas in it? I ain't no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but he got money. My son got, I don't know, how, I don't, he ain't got no job, but he got more money than me. I feel the way about Virginia drivers, though. Like, uh, whenever I see that license, I just go, I'm going to tell you something. That's for real, man. That is for real. Like, uh, people down here drive different. Tell me about it, man. You know, just going to D.C. every day, man. I just see that license plate, and I just, you about to be in the way. Yep. And I do what I can to get around it. My first two years here, I was in three accidents. And none of them were my fault. And then, of course, I had a real big accident a couple of years ago where my neck was jacked up. Um, yeah, people can't drive. Was or is? You said what? Was or is? I still, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering. Most of my, so I was at a red light and got rear-ended. 
and um, mm-hmm. this dude was driving a, a cargo van, and he parked that joint right in my back seat, smashed me up, and um, right. yeah, and I was concussed, and I had whiplash pretty bad, and they gave me an X-ray, and the X-ray was normal, but then they gave me a CT scan. And the CT scan showed I had some herniated discs. So, and this is crazy because, like, I didn't go to the hospital in the ambulance or nothing. I just called Tori. was like, hey, I was in an accident. I need you to come pick me up. She came. We drove to the hospital. And then when they gave me the x-ray, then they gave me the CT scan. And whoever looked at my CT scan wasn't in my hospital. They just, like, sent the images to him, like, email or something. I don't know. And he was like, Whoever that dude is, he's pretty bad. You need to send him to the level one hospital. So I literally got in my wife's car, got out, laid down on the bed, and I have no collar on or nothing. So then, you know, oh, my goodness, you don't have a C collar on. So they put a C collar on and took me to the the, the hospital in Fairfax, and I had to lay in the on a gurney in the hallway there because all the beds was taken and, then they finally put me in a room and then I had to get an MRI. Then all of a sudden I was claustrophobic and it's weird. Cause I had like a million MRIs, man. And, um, mm-hmm. but you know, now I'm like almost 300 pounds. So the, like that hole a little bit small in that tube. I don't remember it being that tight, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's a, but it was weird. Like I'd never been claustrophobic before in my life. And in that moment I was like, I cannot get in there. So I didn't. And, uh, but I have a stenosis uh, that I, I didn't know I had, like I have a narrow opening in my spinal cord and, um, that in combination with the herniated disc and I had some swelling and I actually didn't tell Tori this cause I didn't want her to freak out. But for a few hours when I was laying in that room, I couldn't move anything. Like I couldn't move. Actually, I couldn't even look to see if I was moving my fingers. I couldn't move anything. And it was, it's a terrifying experience, man. You're right. It's scary. It's, um, you don't, you don't know, like, is it going to be like this? And I didn't, I guess my, my wife called my, my folks. So coincidentally they were leaving that day to go to Florida. So they had to drive past Virginia and, um, I'm just laying in the bed, like thinking what life is going to be like. And I heard my uncle say, Hey, fats, that's my nickname. He called me fats. And uh, I looked up and it was my uncle guy and my mom. And I was like, Hey, and I, then I realized I looked up like I just, I, I moved my head and I looked up. So like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Okay, cool. Whatever that was with the, but it was, uh, I, they said they think it was swelling just pressing on my spinal cord for a while. But, um, terrifying, man. It was a terrifying experience. And, um, yeah. I just remember laying on the bed like, yo, you're going to be, here, just a, a fly ass body with a bunch of good ideas that you never got off your ass and acted on. So that experience really lit a fire under my butt to do some things. And yeah, yeah. So, your eyes and make you think about some things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember, uh, I remember, Donnie, I remember your experience with, with the engine changed your trajectory. When I got tackled at the football game on the sideline. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that? Oh, that was at Towson. 
Regan's Cup again. Yep, Regan's Cup. Ah. Nope, don't remember that. <laughs> you were in the game, I think. They ran a they ran a sweep, and dude tried to hit the corner and turn up the field, and the defender beat him to the corner. He just ran out of bounds and ran right into Donita. I was trying to get somebody out of the way who had, I think he had a cast on both of his hands. He had a broken thumb and then like a broken bone in his hand. Oh, yeah. And he was just standing there. He wasn't watching. I was trying to get him out of the way. Self-sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just remember seeing your feet in the air. And then I remember yeah. my heart stopped. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I ran over. And before I could get to you, you just popped up. You was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> she just popped up. <laughs> I mean, they had on full pads, helmet. I had on khakis and a rain poncho. A poncho, yep. A yellow poncho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the standard, right? Poncho. No, I was actually talking about your your knee injury, and we didn't, you know, like the emotion was in the air like when it happened. I remember going down in the athletic athletic room, and you were emotional. Like I had no idea yeah. what to say or do, you know. Yeah, that was that was a rough a rough evening. Um, yeah, it was it was I was distraught because. When I before I hit the ground, I knew what I'd done because uh, I before, and yeah, it was, it was it was definitely a little bit more traumatic the second time, just because I knew what I'd done and I knew what was in store. Like I knew it was like an automatic like nine months mm-hmm. right there, and um, poor Mister Z came down. Are you sure it's your ACL? What do you, what do you mean? Am I sure? Yeah, it's insulting, right? <laughs> I'm an athletic trainer. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that was, that was, I definitely, yeah, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't let Mr. Z touch me. I'm like, just don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, I don't know yeah. if I remember this correctly, but I do, I, I do know I, I came late to that game because I had class. I was, I, I had like a, uh, activities for older adults kind of class with Dr. Simon. And when I came in the athletic training room, you were just laying on the table and there was nobody in there. It was like you on the table. That's what I'm it's like a movie, I think, right? Yeah. I, I had just missed everyone. Because <laughs> I was like, Man. all right, I'm going to come in here, drop my stuff off and go ahead up to the game. And I went to put my book bag down. I looked up. I'm like you was just laying on the table and you had like, you know, tears on your face. And I was like, Donnie, what happened? He was like, I told my ACL. I was like, oh, man. I just didn't know what to say. Like, what do you say? So Yeah. Like, I don't think I said anything. I think I, like, backed out, like, slowly. I felt like. like backed out of the room. Like, I'm, like, and it's like, I don't want to leave you here by yourself. And But I don't know what to say. And I think it would be more awkward being just standing here staring. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I really didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I remember you stood there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, because I like, I didn't want you to feel like, oh, I told my ACL. All right, well, I'm going upstairs. You know, I didn't want you to feel like that. But 
yeah. I, I just didn't know what to, you know, like, it was like, are you like, did you, do you ask a person like, do they want to talk about it? Like, and it's like, and I can tell you were frustrated. I knew you had some pain, but I, I just felt like you were more heartbroken and frustrated because you knew what, and I, rem, I, I know that you had gone through it before. So I was like, yeah, I, she, yeah, she knows. And it's like, you know, when, when you've been through it before and it's happening again, you know, like, yeah. So yeah. I was like, Oh, I don't even know if I asked you, like, do you want me to do anything or get you anything? I don't even remember what I said or did. I just remember standing there, like, not knowing what you, to do. You, you, you asked me, you like, is there anything? I, I was like, I need somebody to tell my dad. <laughs> like, I was laying on the table trying to figure out how I was going to tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did your pop say when you finally told him? Um... He was like, how did you do that? I was like, uh, playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He was like, are you sure? He was like, you sure? You sure you tore it? I was like, yeah. Much different reaction from what you described in the first episode of this podcast mm-hmm. when you were saying, he was like, all right, you ready? Just get up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you got to get back in the game. <laughs> no, that time he was like, "It's out there tomorrow morning." Yeah. I was like, "Dad, for what? Like, where are we going? What are we going to do? You going to the surgery?" <laughs> Word. But yeah, he was there the next morning. Like I was in the car. <laughs> yeah, but I was glad all you guys were there, though. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Then you, we have a, that's what I loved about our group. We had a way of making the thing. Like I said, stuff that wasn't supposed to be fun ended up being a lot of fun, right? And I remember after you tore your ACL, we were in your house and you were upstairs and we were all just, uh, Donita had like 15 roommates and all of them were named Kim. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> We were sitting in the No exaggeration. And, uh, we sit in the living room and we heard this tumbling down the stairs like oh my god Donita fell out of the stairs and she had just threw one of her crutches down the stairs to freak us out and it was the funny it ended up being so funny <laughs> oh my gosh uh, man yeah. and then of course we ended up over Tim's house and Tim's house was drafty and you could see what, your, what is <laughs> you were on the street? street yes well your house was cold I was going to say, it was not drafty. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up cold. Man. After that after that first bill, when, uh, when you know, the young boys ain't had the money, I was like, no, I ain't, I'm not doing this again. Man. You're not yeah. doing this. Now with this energy bill, I'm not doing it again. Your doggone house, ain't, you didn't need no refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. Because yeah, I got stuck with that $900 bill the, the year before. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm not doing that again. She's going to be off. We're going to have to throw some parties or something. Who was your roommate? <laughs> Let's call him uh, out. Yancy. Yancy. Yancy and, uh, Yancy. and Ed. And, uh, Ed. Yancy. <laughs> Yancy had a pet ball python that he used to take to football practice and put in his shoe and was shocked 
one day when he came back and the snake wasn't there. <laughs> I remember he was so it. hurt. <laughs> so I lost my snake. Look, Nancy, did you, did you put it in your shoe again during football practice? What did you think it was going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember him having it, and then all of a sudden it wasn't there. I didn't ask no questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask no questions. Oh, thing is God. probably still alive somewhere in the deep recesses of, of the Corp PE building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Larger than life. <laughs> oh, wait, he got lost inside of the building. Yeah. Yeah. In a locker room. And never could be found. Wow. I think it was a locker room. I'm glad I didn't know that. <laughs> Why? Why did I know that? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm glad I did not know that. Oh, man. It's one thing I don't do. Yeah, because he he came in one day. That's how I found out he had. And then I was like, Tim, did you know that your he has a pet snake? Are you aware of this? Ball python. <laughs> he came down with around his wrist one day, and I was like, oh, well, all right. And I went to check if he had a tank for it. So I was a tank. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we just leave that where it is. Yeah. No other interest of further than that. Oh man! Definitely don't do snakes. We need to have a ghetto reunion. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't want to tie it up, though, brother. Well, yeah, well, summertime, I'm wide open. Pause. Huh? Yeah. What? Well, um. Actually, in a couple of weeks, um, we'll be done with sports. I got a class, but it's asynchronous, so we'll be doing that. But that's it. I think that's you good. Go ahead. So you teach one summer class? Oh no, I'm taking. I'm back in school, man. I'm getting another doctorate. <laughs> yeah, I'm glutton for punishment. I just can't get enough stress. Keep and, on, keep on learning, huh? Keep and anxiety and high blood pressure and depression. All of the things that come with <laughs> doctorate. Actually, I should I shouldn't make light of those things. I don't have those. Things. I do stress a lot, but I don't I don't think I'm clinical. I do probably have higher than normal blood pressure because I don't sleep very much. Like after we wrap this up, I'm gonna do some homework. <laughs> and then I'm gonna... it's pretty late, man. Yeah. Again, brother, we thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us on the show. Everybody, give it up for one more time. Tim Wilkins. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Man. Oh, my goodness. So, if you had a message you want to send to the world, one more message, like uh, some uplifting or something you want people to wrap their heads around and think about, what would it be? Uh, if you get discouraged... Uh, just, just realize that's only for the moment. You can pick yourself up and get back to it. That's dope. That's your awesome. message, everybody. Okay, so right. we're going to wrap it up. Tune in next week. We're going to have some more fun. Thanks again. 
I am the uplift trainer, athletic, um, af- bleh, boom. I am the uplift athletic trainer, Dr. Brandon Holland, reminding you that the difference between a good day and a bad day is your outlook. Change your attitude, change your life. And I am the unapologetic AP, reminding you that you are doing this all for nothing if you don't stand up for something. Dope. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, indeed. On behalf of our special guest, Mr. Tim Wilkins, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the underscore, sorry, the underscore top underscore DAT, and on LinkedIn uh, at top dash DAT1. See you next week. Peace.